Welcome to season two of I Vet So Hard, the not so serious podcast for seriously busy veterinary teams. Hold on to your sanity, happiness, and success. Learn a few new tricks and embrace efficient processes that actually work in veterinary practice. In each episode, we'll kick the tires on a hot topic and break it down into five key takeaways that you can start using right away. I'm Dr. Stacy Santi. I'm Dr. Caitlin DeWild. I'm Dr. Krista Wallace. And this is I Vet So Hard. You've probably been hearing a lot about chat GPT. I mean, I certainly have been. I hear like it's basically going to write all the novels in the world and we'll never have to author anything again. So I'm curious to figure out how can we use this in vet med? And, you know, first off, though, let's better understand what the heck is chat GPT? I, I, what does the G, the P, and the T even stand for? Caitlin, do you even know? Okay, so I'm going to literally Google what the G and the P and the T stand for, because I don't actually know, even though I've been using it for months. But uh, so ChatGPT is an AI tool. Uh, technically, if you like look into what it really is to define it, is a natural language processing tool powered by artificial intelligence. But even though we are geeks and nerds here, I feel like that is even a little bit too geeky for us. So the way I explain it is it's an online tool. You type in a question and it generates a human-like response, but it's not like searching for something online. Like if you ask Google a question, it's just going to give you a list of possible other websites. Chat GPT will be like, well, thanks for asking. Here is a long form paragraph that supplies an answer. And here's some other creative ideas that might support it. So it's, it's pretty awesome. Okay, Krista, now you have been obsessing over ChatGPT for quite a while because you've been texting me all these things you're doing with it, <laughs> not in an annoying way at all. Um, so let me ask you this, Krista, where do you get it? Like, is it free? Is it a computer thing? Is it a mobile app thing? What, like, what do you know about it? So for me, I like free things. So the chatbots that I use are free. My favorite one that I use is called openai.com. And what it will do on your desktop for your computer is it will connect to Google. So when you put in a search in your search bar on Google, it has a separate printout on the right-hand side and it's going to give you an, a human-like explanation of what your question is. And then from there, you can do a further search if you're looking for something. But also, it has its own separate website. So if I need help with my emails or writing a blog or whatever it may be, this is a free thing that I can type in my request and it will give me an output. And depending on what I put in the input part of it, because it is AI generated, depends, they'll give me different outputs. So I can write a sentence five different ways and I'll get five different outputs. So there is techniques that I use with this um, processing tool, but with it can be desktop form there are a lot of free options out there just type in free chatbot options there are also apps that have this but a lot of the apps cost money and so if you want to pay for something 
I tried, I did three trials on three different apps and I didn't find any of them to be any better than the free offering from OpenAI that I use today. Wow, amazing. Hey guys, it's Stacy from the I Vet So Hard podcast. Did you know that I Vet So Hard is race approved? All you need to do is watch three episodes and take a quiz on ivetsohard.com and we will send you your CE certificate. It's that easy. Let's dig into real life ways. I mean, it's been going on for, I don't know, I've been hearing about this for maybe a year, would you say? Like people starting to toy with it? I think it launched like late last fall. So 2020. Yeah, November. So like all good veterinarians, we're kicking the tires on it, trying to figure out what else can it do for us? And let's go through our current, just today, our current top five ways to use this uh, AI tool. I'm going to lead us off with the first one because I used it for this and it was the bomb. I used it to help plan my vacation. Now that isn't really vet med, but it maybe kind of sort of is because I don't get that much vacation when I'm a veterinarian and I want to make the most of it. So I typed in the little search field or whatever you call it, Costa Rica, seven days, horseback riding on the beach, sloth, monkey, um, waterfall. And I, I typed all this in there in this thing. I mean, what the F it kicked out a flight itinerary, even including hotels. I've done it as well. I found me a house in Tampa that I'm going to rent for Verbo. Um, just put in what I wanted exactly. And it found it the same day. So I agree, this can be used for a lot of different um, social aspects outside of vet medicine to improve your quality of life. Caitlin, didn't you use it to plan some crazy drive to San Diego? Yeah, I have to, yeah, I have to drive across the country. And I told it I was driving from St. Louis to San Diego and that I wanted to take at least three days and I was going to be traveling with my dog and my son not in that order, but I was like, (laughs) can you please generate some stops along the way that are dog friendly? And that would also be of interest to a 10 year old boy, which really narrows it down. Sorry, Kansas and Krista, like there's not a lot there, but uh, it's going to be a rough road across that state. And even chat GPT was like, oh, sorry about your luck, Kansas, but Here's all this other cool stuff that you could stop at. And it, so it gave me like eight different suggestions and it said what parts, for instance, at one of the national parks, there is a trail that the dog can go on. But it was really interesting too, because it even was like, don't forget if you're traveling with a dog, you should stop every two to three hours and pr- make sure they have fresh water. Da, 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 da. So it was pretty awesome. Amazing. Totally amazing. Okay, guys, you got to use that to plan your vacation or at least help you kickstart your vacation idea. Okay. Number two, Caitlin, what's our second most favorite? I mean, for me, this is first most favorite because it's been a real game changer, but uh, marketing and social media content, of course, uh, is going to be always my favorite thing, but it's really like, you cannot even believe how awesome and how much you can get done in such a short amount of time. Now it's not going to ever replace a person. It doesn't make graphics, but I use it every day to help me write social media captions. Uh, I use it to help me respond to online reviews for the clinic. I use it to help summarize content. I use it to 
I'll put in a transcript of a podcast and it will identify three great quotes I could use for social media. I will use it to write blog content and staff bios. It's awesome. So I would highly recommend you check it out from that perspective alone. Can you give us like a real life example? Yeah, sure. Uh, I have a new doctor at our practice and I needed to write a bio for- Oh, those are the worst. Yeah, right. Like, and it's it's harder to me when you know the person as opposed to if I was writing somebody else's bio, but, and of course he gave me like next to no information. So I just typed it in there. So my, my actual prompt, and that's what you put into chat GPT. My prompt was, I need to write a bio- for a new veterinarian at my practice. And I put in the practice name and the website. And I said, I would like it to be in the same style as this bio. And I copied and pasted another doctor bio. And then I said, for this doctor, his name is blah, blah, blah. He went to vet school here. He has this dog and this cat and these kids. And he has been doing this, this, and this for his experience. And that was it. And it generated a bio. And then on that same thread, because now I have that bio in the same style as the other one, boom, done. And then I said, great, now write me a social media caption to promote uh, this doctor's uh, joining our team for social media. And so it used some of those same facts and wrote the social media post. And then I said, now write me a blurb for our email newsletter about this new doctor using this information. And it did. So I got all of that done in one conversation and the whole process was under two minutes. This is just like your in-house bitch to do all your work. I know it's amazing, but honestly it can generate content. I could talk about this all day. It can generate content faster than I can type it though. So even though I am definitely going to edit and read everything, because sometimes it makes some really terrible mistakes, which I'm sure we'll get into and I don't trust it for shit. Like, at all but it it's a huge like just advantage in getting it done so you have a launch pad because editing is way easier than totally creating agreed oh that's I that I didn't realize you're using that specific of information I love that that's great Hey guys, it's Stacy from I Vet So Hard, and I want to tell you about one of my favorite companies, Rumpus Writing. Are you tired of staring at a blank screen, struggling to find the right words for your veterinary business? Look no further. Introducing Rumpus Writing and Editing, your go-to solution for captivating and compelling content. Whether you need marketing copy, blog articles, social media posts, video scripts, or even your next book, Rumpus Writing has a team of talented veterinarian and technician writers ready to bring your ideas to life. The Rumpus team understands the power of words. That's why their skilled veterinary specific writers craft engaging content that captures your brand's unique voice, resonates with your target audience and drives results. Say goodbye to writer's block and hello to Rumpus writing. Join the growing list of businesses that have trusted Rumpus to elevate their marketing efforts and connect with customers in a meaningful way. Visit rumpuswriting.com today and unleash the power of words for your business. Be sure to mention you were sent by So Hard, and you will receive a special gift. Krista, Number three, we came up with as a team here and guys, we had a pre-meet. So we, we shared in our collaboration, we came up with brainstorming ideas using chat GPT to brainstorm. Tell us how you've done that. 
Yeah, I use this a lot for brainstorming or at least to get me started on ideas that I want to pursue because sometimes just getting started is the hardest part. And so you, I usually start with generic ideas and then I add in more and more to the prompt to get more specific as I'm reading through all of the ideas that AI pushes out. And so for me, you you can use it in your daily life. Let's say you want to be an entrepreneur in the field of veterinary medicine. And these are the things, the areas that you're most inspired of and what can you do in those areas? Uh, what does the profession need um, right now? But you can also use it, I think, in, in day-to-day practice if you're a private practitioner. So I've used it to find, you know, like I might put in the prompt, give me 10 ways to promote my services on DERM or give me, uh, tell me how to motivate my staff to attend, um, you know, work much better than they are. Or how do I motivate my staff to communicate better from the front to the back? or how to educate clients on splint care. Because sometimes AI will come up with these really cool ideas that I've never thought of. And I might put that into our you know, treatment protocol. Um, so I've used it every day. Just the other day, I used it for, give me several ideas on how to make my post-surgery op care uh, more improved and more attentive, because that's when most of the anesthesia problems occur is post-procedure. So it really helps me brainstorm how I can get things going. I have never thought about using it that way. You guys are blowing my mind. In fact, you know what I'm thinking about right now is as soon as it's over, I got to cook dinner and I'm going to go in there. I'm going to pull up this chat GPT boyfriend and I'm going to I, maybe I'll call it a girlfriend because it seems to do a lot of work and I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to put in what groceries I have readily available and see what I can cook for dinner. Cause I don't want to go to the store tonight. <laughs> it's awesome. It's like when your brain is just done, it's a great way to either push you forward and give you that brainstorm or give you at least a starting point. Or even I think another key point is that it helps you make sure that you're not forgetting everything. Like I used it also this morning for, again, a social media post, but I was like, oh, I wanted to do the social media caption because it does a really good job, again, of putting in emojis, which are awesome. So uh, yeah, and that's, that takes some time, right? To get the right emoji. Yes, there's so so many. I I was like, you know, I need to uh, post this about our practice being closed and remind people where they can go for emergency care. And I would like to include some helpful, you know, 4th of July pet safety tips just to see what it would generate. And it came up with more than I would have thought of as a vet. And I was like, oh, damn, those are good. Okay. I call them Chad sometimes. I stole that from my friends, but you're right. I do feel like it should have a girl name now, but yeah. Yeah, Mine is Alice. I call her Alice, but I don't know. (laughs) All right. Well, now we're on to number four, which we've all We've all uh, had to fill out that sympathy card or respond to the email. And this one is how to respond to something. So Caitlin, tell us how to, how are you using it for that? 
So I think, again, sometimes if you're just trying to, you know, kind of power through some things or you need a little variation, copying and pasting what you want it to respond to. So I will copy and paste reviews from our Google reviews and I'll say, I'm a veterinarian responding to this review from my practice. Please generate three, three example responses. And then I pick one and I post it. And they're generally pretty good. Um, I, I Again, I can't stress this enough to read them for sure. Yeah, do read it. <laughs> Sometimes I, I have seen this go like very wrong. So not from a review standpoint, for but just from like a generating uh, content, because if it wants to give you a response and it's going to come up with a response no matter what, it just may not be accurate. So if you're asking for like, I need some data points on X, Y, and Z. It's going to make them up if it can't find it. So, but from a response standpoint, it's great because there's not, you're giving it like a very specific thing and it just has to respond, um, which is awesome. I've done it for some client emails where I need to say like, hey, I'm, uh, you know, I, I did one, I shouldn't probably admit this, but it was, I, I basically had forgotten to call this owner for like two weeks about blood work. And I was like, how do I say it was fine? Like the blood work was totally normal, but I had like made this big deal that I was, I was specifically going to call her and we were going to talk about it. And I didn't. And so I, I asked it for examples of what I could say in the email that she sent me about why are you serious you used yeah. it because you were a total slacker and it helped you save your well, bacon? I was just like how do I respond professionally and like not overtly lie but yeah a little bit but like that's a great yeah, how do I, I, wonder how do I see it? that right like so that's been helpful I have seen a lot of people use it for the sympathy card thing because you know we all suck at like you know, saying that, or, or we have one and we've used it like 9 million times. I have one, I have literally one thing that I write in every card, which is terrible. So well, I, and I always worry, like, like every now and then people tell me like, Oh, I saved your sympathy card. I'm like, uh Oh, because <laughs> if I put more than one of your pets to sleep, you could possibly like read them side by side and realize this is the most insincere thing. <laughs> it's possible yeah so I think it's helpful for that so the responses I, I mean I've used it a lot for just social media responses alone have been really helpful fantastic all right now our fifth and final love for chat GPT or Alice as you call her Krista is you like to use Alice to help you write procedures and policy documentation so uh yeah like what do you mean exactly so just this last couple of weeks, I've used it for this, and I know many people in the field are having trouble with short staffing or their staff, it just doesn't show up, they're calling in last minute, or they're always late. And I was at my limit. I hit rock bottom, and I'm like, enough is enough. I have to come up with a better more concise attendance policy for my staff and we need to have a meeting about this. So I simply just put in, I need an example of an attendance policy for a small animal vet hospital in Kansas. And it gave me three examples. I looked over what I, I picked and choose what I liked. It made me sound very official. Um, and I really liked how it, it outlined everything. And that happened within literally five minutes. 
So in five minutes, it did a work that would probably have taken me two to three days to really come up with on my own. So that works for me. And the other way that I used this was to just come up with, because I read a study in the American Veterinary Medical Association that many anesthesia complications occur post-op as the animal is recovering. And I felt like we didn't really have a procedure or a policy standard for that in our hospital. So being very specific, you have to be very specific. And of course, you may have to put in several prompts to get the end result, but I just said, give me an updated procedure or post-op care list for post-surgical care in a small animal hospital for dogs and cats. Like one I put in for dogs, the other one I put in for cats. Make sure to include TPR, um, the basis for TPRs, and use study findings within the field of veterinary medicine to back this up. And then I just pick click and then it gives me an example of what to write. And again, I'm talking within like seconds, like two minutes at most, I, I had this in my hands. So that alone saved me so much time, which in turn usually would have taken me several days to figure out how I wanted to do that. So crazy. So amazing. I just love it. Um, okay. Ladies, let me ask you this question. Now, be honest. Have you used it to, you know, counteract a fight with your spouse? No, but I should. Thanks for that idea. <laughs> I asked it how to pick winning lottery numbers, but it didn't. It said that it was unable to do that for me. So oh. Alice got one check mark on her resume. <laughs> I saw one. Um, I can't remember. It was in one of these chat GPT things where you could pick a character to have a conversation with. And he was like a sarcastic character and you could go back and forth and just like have a little fake relationship. It's like that movie um, where the guy got the girlfriend that was the blow up doll. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. It does do that. It does teach you how to be a conversationalist. So funny. Okay, so final takeaway is I've got Google in front of me and I got chat GPT in front of me. Like, what's the pros and cons of each one? Caitlin. I think both are still very valuable and I use both every day. I think if I want a long form response, like a writing thing, I'm going to turn to chat GPT. But if I just am looking for a quick stat or something like that, I'm going to go to Google. So I think it's, you're asking it different things. Do I just want a piece of information or do I want an information piece, like a written scenario? Oh, I love that. A piece of information or an information piece. Okay. That's how we know the difference. We're smart like that. <laughs> okay, guys, if people want to use chat GPT, we say, go for it. We say, we're learning, press the limits, use it as much as you can. There's some really great ideas here on how we're using it. And the ones we like, uh, what's the name of it again, Krista? Open. Uh, I use openai.com. And again, you can add that into your Google search bar if you want. And it will, like I said, come up with a separate column for you. 
Okay, so we're going to be taking these show notes uh, and running them through ChatGPT, <laughs> which you can access if you go to our uh, show notes in the wherever you get your podcast, or you go on our website, ibetsohard.com, you'll be able to access it there, and we'll show you what it's all about. Now, I hope to see you next week. We're going to be double-clicking down into this new generation. Uh, I'm not sure if you know this, but there are new people on the planet, and they are called Gen Zers. Gen Z, right? Gen Z. So we're going to start ripping them apart just like we did the millennials. And we we'll look forward to seeing you next week at I Vet So Hard. Have a great week, guys. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of I Vet So Hard. Don't forget to head over to IVetSoHard.com to sign up for bonus content with more tips on how to kick ass. We will see you right back here, same time, same place next week. Until then, Here's to keeping your sanity at your practice.